You are listening to a bonus episode of Daily Horoscope for your Zodiac Sign with Stephanie Campos, and I am Avi Stephanie Campos. These bonus episodes will range from one-on-one conversations with special guests to affirmations and EFT tappings. I'll share my best spiritual advice as well as rituals and practices that can help you transform your life, psychic readings for your Zodiac Sign, and so, so much more. So without further ado, let's get into your episode. This bonus episode features a conversation with Karina Hagelin. Karina is an artist, educator, and speaker who transforms trauma through cute, colorful, and inspiring art, alchemizes affirmations for survivors, and uses style as spell work for healing. Their work centers themes of radical self-love, disability, and chronic illness, friendship, trauma recovery, and survivor solidarity and support. Karina is also the creator of the Survivor Affirmation Deck. This is a conversation that is very near and dear to my heart. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to give a few trigger warnings. Topics of survivors of abuse and trauma, violence, childhood sexual abuse are all mentioned in this episode. Karina's work found me when I needed it most on my own healing journey. After nearly a decade of therapy and various forms of healing modalities, in 2021, for the first time, I felt ready to speak about my experiences as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Part of my healing process was sharing my experiences. I wanted to destigmatize it. I felt like if I could even help one person who felt shame, guilt, or fear around their own experiences to be seen, to feel validated, and to be believed that it was worth it for me to share my story. This process was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life, and it's an ongoing process. During some of my lowest moments, I found Karina's work and saw three simple words, I believe you. And those were the words I needed to hear the most in that moment. And those were the three words that gave me the strength to keep going. Karina's work is not only creative, vibrant, and healing, it also saves lives. And I am so incredibly grateful that they agreed to join the podcast today. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Because as survivors, we often don't hear those three simple words, like, I believe you. And survivors deserve to be affirmed of that bare minimum. Hello, Karina. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. How are you? I am really excited to be here. Um, Thank you for having me. I was just teeming with excitement when you said yes, and I'm just so, so grateful for you. And let's let's get started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? So yes. Hi, I'm Karina. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm a disabled queer femme artist, educator, and librarian. 
who creates work that spans a ton of mediums and containers, such as art prints, self-published magazines, workshops, affirmation decks, and so on. And all of these really center around radical self-love, healing from trauma, and the power of the aesthetic, beauty, and style. And also, like, all of the intersection of these things, because I'm truly a transdisciplinary creative. So some of these things look like creating colorful and uplifting zines, which are like self-published magazines, do-it-yourself style about healing, vulnerability, recovering from trauma, and so on. And these cute and colorful little zines weave in my personal experiences as a survivor living with CPTSD or complex post-traumatic stress disorder and other disabilities such as chronic illnesses and pain. So on that note, I write a ton of affirmations. Like this has become my lifeblood and my like my juice. Um, I write affirmations for survivors of violence and abuse, for disabled and chronically ill babes, and even for each and every sign of the Zodiac. And I publish these through my zines. I share them on the internet through my podcast, my Instagram account, newsletter, and blog. And I hold a master of library and information science and am an academic librarian by trade with an expertise in trauma-informed librarianship. So I teach workshops and webinars for library workers and librarians about how to incorporate trauma-informed principles into their work day-to-day in libraries. So basically, this is like moving from uh, trauma-informed librarianship as like a theory, very vague, um, to an ongoing commitment and daily practice to better serve survivors in our libraries. Because if you work with people, like at all, you're already working with survivors, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to be intentional about creating cultures that are holistic and healing versus unintentionally harmful and or re-traumatizing because we don't know any better. So at the end of the day, my work is survivor-centered and focused on creating beautiful tools to support our healing processes in ways that feel exciting and inspiring and that value beauty because we deserve beauty in our lives, especially in the aftermath of so much pain and suffering and destruction. You have such a beautiful blend of skills and the way that they come together is so amazing to see. And I know when I was first drawn to you and your work, it was through your affirmations and your aesthetic. And yeah, you just, your home or what you share on the internet feels like a portal, like a portal for healing. And I'm just curious, how did you where did this start? Like, how did you blend all of these worlds together? Yeah, I'm a queer femme person. And I think that I really think about aesthetics as spell work and as magic. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed it has like a really big impact on my mood and my emotional landscape. So as you can probably see, um, I try to create environments and things around me that are beautiful and uplifting and inspiring and that make me like feel just at home in my own home, in my own body, because I can get really up in my head and disconnected from everything and dissociative and having like, you know, bright colors around me and lots of prints and patterns and things that remind me who I am and what I care about really helps bring me home to myself. The way that you prioritize style as radical care and almost like uplifting and prioritizing our joy for yeah. survivors is just so, so beautiful. Um, and I also want to give our listeners a little insight into your Zodiac 
signs. Can you share your big three? Yeah, Aries Sun, Pisces Moon, and Gemini Rising. And you've seen my birth chart. I you have. did a really incredible job illuminating it for me and uh, boosting me up in typical Leo fashion. I really, really love my 11th house Aries placements. Uh, and like my 10th house Pisces Moon is such a mood, like such a mood. <laughs> Well, it is like peak style. Like you are known for your creativity, for your vulnerability, for the way that you are able to openly share and hold others. It's that Piscean depth. So yeah, your chart was just screaming magic when I looked at it. And you were born during a Kazemi. So for all of my astro nerds out there, that is a sun and Mercury conjunction that is like uber, uber powerful in the 11th house of community. So it's just so amazing to see your chart come to life and yeah, just living out your, your Zodiac signs. Yes. Truly, truly living it out and trying to turn it into moments of thriving. And Mm -hmm. I think you do a great job at that. Yes. Yes. So what is your personal relationship with magic, ritual, and spell work? You spoke a little bit about how style and aesthetic folds into that, but can you elaborate a little bit? Totally. I think this is the first time I'm like really being out about this, which is exciting, but I am a psychic medium and a practicing witch. And a big part of that practice is healing through aesthetics, um, which is my way, as I spoke to earlier about in combining color, fashion and style as spell work and a ritual for radical self-love and care protection. And really for whatever I'm seeking to call into my life. Um, as a queer femme babe, I'm really into that intersection and in particular, how we can use color magic through the medium of fashion and style and the aesthetic as spell work. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's so fast. So I did obviously not know you were a psychic medium. I am also a psychic medium and I'm also very into style and fashion. So that is just, I love that overlap. And yeah, I mean, for me, mirrors have always been portals and playing around with your style and embodying future versions of yourself or just who you want to be and making it tangible in the now, whether you feel fully there yet, there's something so transcendent and powerful, like beyond timeline and dimension. So I just love that so much. Yes. Also like thinking about playing characters sometimes really helped Mm me in when things were really, really tough. I would think about like, a character in a TV show or a book or a movie I really liked and be like, how would I style them and dress like them? Mm. Like for a big one for me, um, I feel so nerdy saying this. And so uh, I have no shame, but like Wolverine, uh, I really loved growing up because like, you know, traumatized soul, really tough and like scary. And I wanted to like protect myself and that embodying that and like trying to have that aesthetic or like, Mm, what's another one I would do? Eric from True Blood. Um, those two I loved. I'm also Swedish American, so I love that Eric was a Viking and Swedish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like play these characters, especially when I was walking down the street alone by myself. I would like try to embody someone really tough and fearless. I mean, I'm tough and fearless, but I didn't feel it or know it mm-hmm. all the time. And being able to kind of role play as archetypes and characters through fashion and style was really helpful for me and helped me really step into that bravery and that fearlessness. Absolutely. I love that so much. 
Do you have any magical tips to share with our listeners? Um, yes, duh. <laughs> I totally feel like my tips are all very 101. And in that they're obvious to me, but probably not so obvious to other folks, because I think a lot of things are obvious, but they're not. Um, so exploring color magic and the effect of the aesthetic on our emotional landscape can be just so powerful. Get to know yourself and surround yourself with things, colors, patterns, prints, objects, and, you know, really whatever that inspires and uplifts you or calms and soothes you. That really brings you joy because joy is your birthright. And call in whatever you're seeking to cultivate in your life through the things you surround yourself with or put on your body. Everyone has their own personal color glossary or what each color like represents and symbolizes to them because color um, meaning really is super personal and subjective. So creating your own color glossary can be a really fun way to get intentional and in touch with those. My quick and dirty version is like, I start with pink because pink's the top of the rainbow for me. Uh Um, And pink for me is about intimacy, love, care, wonder, hope, empathy, friendship, vulnerability, and compassion. Like all things that I've really called into my life through wearing pink for the past five years, pretty much exclusively. And then we go to red because red is like the second start of the rainbow, which is power and fiery desire, confidence, strength, devotion, intensity, abundance, and passion for me. Orange. Orange was my favorite color growing up. And I actually got in a fight over the color orange at preschool. And they wrote on my report card, we all know what Karina's favorite color is because someone else chose the orange block in an activity and I lost it. Um, so, um, or, and I like would uh, always dress in orange and I would count all the orange things I saw. I was really, really into orange mm-hmm. and I have an orange couch. Like I still love it, but orange is like creativity and courage and pleasure and Having that energetic pride, confidence, independence, excitement, and fun. And yellow, which I have yellow hair. So this is my my, de- love. my devotion to yellow. Thank you. <laughs> and I think of that as like this cheerful radiance, warmth, uplifting energy, and brilliance, assertiveness, joy, positivity, bright, bright, bright energy, and self-assured. And green, rest generation, renewal, growth, slowness, slowing down, restoration, calm, and inspiration. Blue would be like, for me, flow. I really don't like the color blue. You can get into shadow work by thinking of what your least favorite color is. And mine is blue, which like, to me is kind of like authority and like being calm and focused and uh, depth, which I'm just like, that is all very like, to me, I like teal, but like a lot of blues, I'm very taken back by. So that's Mm -hmm. an area that's illuminated for me with shadow work. Mm -hmm. And then finally purple through like brown, black, and white, I guess. Purple would be magic, mystery, intuition, power, devotion, wisdom, dream worlds, mysticism, Mm -hmm. royalty, and transformation. Brown, which like I met a femme whose favorite color was brown. And apparently people made fun of her, which I thought was the worst because brown is a really whole healing, supportive color that's nourishing and encourages to, us to reflect and rest. And then black, which I wore for many years early in my healing process, I think about as timeline jumping and time travel Ooh. and about gentle self-expression, protection, groundedness, reverence and centeredness. And then finally, white, which is another color I, I'm 
kind of repulsed by just because in medical settings, so much of it looks Mm. so sterile and like just detached and emotionless, which I guess is the shadow side. So tranquil, stillness, softness, introspection. So like when I want to feel cool and confident and protected, I wear black because for me, that's a very grounding color. But most days I wear pink like all pink, 100% pink, head to toe, because I really want to invite playfulness, vulnerability, and friendship into my life. And I definitely have over the past five years of a pink-centric wardrobe and a very colorful home and life. I get stopped in public a lot by folks who compliment me on my outfits. And then they break my heart by telling me I wish I could wear that. Because my final tip is you can wear that. And since you're thinking that, you should probably, absolutely, definitely wear that. You only live once, so please dress in the weird and wonderful ways your heart desires. Being able to uplift and inspire people with your outfit is a really special superpower, and it might even help you heal a wound you're struggling with. I could not agree more, and I always try to remind myself, like, if I'm feeling fearful of being too cringe or taking up too much space or putting someone off in some way, I feel like... Anyone who is going to criticize you for being fully yourself is scared of their own authenticity. And that is a personal problem. A hundred percent. Definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're talking about colors, so obviously my brain is like astrology, right? So I was thinking about how every day of the week is assigned to a planet. And every planet has a color associated with it. So that was something I used to fold into my practice. Um especially when I had a job that I absolutely hated. I would wear on Tuesdays, we'd have meetings and I would wear red because that's Mars's day and that's Mars's color is red. So I would deck out in red. And on Mondays, I would wear white for the moon. And that was something I played around with for a while. But yeah, it's just so fascinating and truly magical, like what color and style can do. Agreed, agreed, agreed. That's like my whole thesis, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you're living proof, obviously. Okay, so your latest project is the Survivor Affirmation Deck. Can you tell us more about it? Yes, the Survivor Affirmation Deck is my latest project. And it's kind of not your typical affirmation deck in that it's bold, bright, and colorful. And I really value the power of beauty and healing. So this deck is no different. It has 40 cards of really inspiring, lovely, vibrant affirmations for survivors of abuse and trauma who are on a healing journey. So each card features a supportive and loving affirmation for survivors written by a survivor, aka me. And basically these words of support are written for you by someone who gets it, has lived it, is living it, has been there, is there, not a rando love and gaslighter. So I think it's really important to have resources that are created for us by us. And this is a tool for that. So how is this born? Like you've obviously, this isn't your first Rodeo when it comes to affirmations, but what point where you were like, okay, this has to become a deck? Yeah. So I wrote three different zines of survivor affirmations so far. And I started writing the zines because as survivors, we often don't hear those three simple words like, I believe you. And survivors deserve to be affirmed of that bare minimum. And it's really messed up that many of us don't hear that or don't hear it enough, definitely. Trauma really messes with your head. 
at least it really has messed with mine. And I found that affirmations are a super helpful tool in my healing process. So this deck was really born from the need of affirmations for survivors that are trauma-informed and survivor-centered. I want us to feel supported, held, uplifted, inspired, and empowered. And I want tools for healing from trauma that aren't beige or black and white and photocopied to death and like boring or just plain ugly because color and aesthetics, style, all of that has been so, so, so healing, at least for me. And I believe that creating something beautiful for survivors and centering survivors in my creative process is an act of love and solidarity. And that's what the Survivor Affirmation Deck is all about, offering love, care, and solidarity to fellow survivors. A love letter, really, to say, I believe you, I've been there, I hear you. And not to to offer toxic positivity cliches like, it gets better, but like, there are better days, and there are days where it's just still really messed up and really sucks. But like, overall, it's worth it to invest in healing and to invest in staying here and keeping going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just literally started crying while you were talking, uh, because the, that was the window that brought me to you was the first affirmation I saw was, I believe you. And I saw it when I needed to hear it the most. And so I'm just so forever grateful for you and your work. And I know you're going to change so many people's lives with this. Cause I always saw it as like, when your content would come up on my feed, I was like, this is the universe. It's not just Karina, like Karina's there and you know, she's doing this amazing work. And, but it's also, it was that deeper reassurance of like, it just meant so much. So glad those words reached you exactly when you needed them. I really believe in the divine timing of many things, including the U.S. Postal Service to deliver my letters when people most need them, but also for these affirmations to reach folks when they most need them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that that these words of support and love and solidarity reached you when you needed them, because it's really hard sometimes. It's just really hard sometimes. And I'm so grateful that that affirmation also connected us and built this like community of care. Yes, yes. So can you tell me a little bit more about your creative process? I mean, was that it is like you you started with the zines and you realized like I've got to share this like more farther and wide? Yeah, I really started with the zines. And after writing a few of them, I was like, I want this to reach a wider audience of survivors. Like what would be a great portal for that? What would be a good container? I'm like affirmation deck. Mm-hmm. So creating this deck really looked like dreaming channeling, lots of iteration, doing some editing, and then more iteration and dreaming and channeling. So I really dreamt this deck into existence after the three zines of Affirmations for Survivors. I initially channeled 88 Affirmations for Survivors because 44 is my number. um, And it's my more more or maternal grandmother's way of saying, here, I'm here Mm -hmm. with you. I got you. I believe you. And so I was like, let's double that so I can edit down half of them. Mm -hmm. So I asked my guides, what do survivors need to hear? Mm -hmm. And then I used the notes app on my phone to quickly document these words of encouragement, like not editing at all, just like writing down what was coming to me, because it doesn't have to be fancy when you're creating something. It just has to work for you. And notes app worked really well. So with the practical limitation or creative constraint, if you will, of a 40 card deck, unfortunately could not be 44. It would not fit in a talk box. 
So I pared the affirmations down one by one and trying to find the ones with the most power just by feeling intuitively into them, the ones that were the most needed. And then I wanted the deck to be really rainbow and cute Mm -hmm. and print well. And also I designed it in Canva. And like I said, it doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to work for you. So there's 40 cards of all colors. Mm. And the back is going to be a rainbow gradient. Right now it is yellow with a pink heart because I needed a placeholder. It came together really fast. That's kind of how my creative process works is it's a lot of waiting, which is really daily devotion and artwork and continuing to practice even when it feels hard and hopeless. And then all of a sudden, it's not like a lightning bolt of inspiration. It's like the momentum builds to a point where it's like, oh, crap, it's all coming now. And then I make the thing, like all my zines have been made in uh, under an hour. Um, The 12 Zodiac ones were made in 12 hours (laughs) in one day. Uh Um, So when it comes, it comes. That made like planning the marketing outreach and press really difficult because all of a sudden it's like, I have this thing and it needs Mm -hmm. to be in the world now, it says. Uh Um, It needed to be in the world yesterday, but that's how it all came to be. That is some fire sign shit. That is like Aries (laughs) magic, right? As a Leo, I totally get it. I work the same way. It's like, you know, I have a 20 page assignment due. I get up at 4 a.m. and start writing and till it's done. So that's, that's just some fire sign magic for anyone who's curious how we get things done. You spoke a lot about this at length, but can, is there anything else you want to share in terms of what ways your creativity has been supportive on your own healing journey? Yeah, I would say that it's been able to give me a space to tell my story on my own terms, which is really important to me. I get to practice the reclamation of my sovereignty through self-expression in a way that's accessible by writing and cutting and pasting and collaging and making things that I can share with the world. Even if it's like, quote unquote, just an Instagram post, it has an impact. Mm -hmm. And it's also been a lifeline in terms of connecting me to community to building relationships with other survivors, uh, building solidarity, and even forming some incredible friendships along the way. And financially, it helps support me in my healing journey, which is healing as fuck too. Yeah. Yeah, of course. What do you hope that survivors get out of this deck? I hope survivors feel supported, held, uplifted, empowered, and cared for and about And I hope that survivors know that someone else believes them and believes in them. And I hope survivors feel less alone because none of us are alone. There are entire constellations and galaxies of us and we've got each other. We need to support and care for each other and protect one another. And I hope it helps folks feel loved. I know that it's already doing that in some other timeline and dimension. And I truly believe like when you have a hope or a dream or wish that's implanted on your heart. It's because it's already been achieved in another dimension or timeline. So, and so it is, shall we say? Yes. I am so into that. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? I would love to do a reading of this deck for you. So 40 affirmations for radical self-love, healing, and joy for survivors. We'll start in the pink because pink is first. I don't need to be fixed. I'm not broken. I'm done being resilient. I'm ready to be spoiled. Healing is the best revenge. My catchphrase. Healing creates space for joy and ease. Nothing in this world blooms all year round. I never should have had to be so strong. I'm creating the life I once dreamed of. We can build something beautiful together. 
I've gotten through 100% of my worst days. Softness is a strength. Who the fuck would make this up? Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm so much stronger than I know. I've got a cat biting my ankles because she wants me to pet her. <laughs> Healing is possible. It's going to be okay. I do the best I can, and that's good enough. Healing creates new timelines. I'm loved and lovable. May we not only survive, but truly thrive. I believe you. I'm already whole. I'm enough exactly as I am in this moment. No is a complete sentence. We support each other. We need each other. I'm worthy of good things. There is still time. There is bravery and softness. I'm a blessing, never a burden. I don't need to forgive to heal. My comeback is greater than any setback. I'm more than my trauma. Celebrate the small wins. I'm proud of myself. Dream bigger, dream boldly. Healing is a portal. No matter how I feel, I'm still lovable. Slow progress is still progress. I deserve a whole sheet of gold stars. We protect each other. And finally, keep going. Oh my gosh. Can I just tell you the level of calmness I felt in my body while you were reading those? Those are such profound channeled messages and ending with keep going. I just have to say like a synchronistic personal note. I journal every day and every single day I end every entry with keep going, Stephanie. And I think that is just such a really, really powerful affirmation. All of those are just, I have chills. So thank you so, so much for sharing those. Thank you for having me here to share them with y'all. It is really healing for me to be able to share my work with other folks and to know that by being really brave and fearless and talking about this, that it creates space for other people to talk about it too. And for other folks to really invite healing into their lives and know they're not alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where can we find you and your work and how can we support you? You can find more about me and my work on my website at karinahagaleen.com. The Survivor Affirmation Deck is available for pre-order on my Etsy shop at karinahagaleen.etsy.com. You can also listen to my podcast about the politics of survivorship, community care, and healing from trauma. It's called Healing is the Best Revenge and available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can stay connected to me via Instagram over at Femme Supremacy. And I'd love for you to share this deck with anyone who you think might need it to find some some peace and some solace and some strength in these words, because I truly do mean it when I say that I believe you. I don't need to know you. I don't need to know your story. I just know in my heart that I believe you because, um, yeah, that's just really important to me. And yeah, those are all my all my links. Thank you so much, Karina, for being here. And I'm just so excited to witness the growth and expansion and the impact of this project and all of your future projects. So thank you again for taking the time.